The following program is brought to you by Podcast One Sportsnet. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Welcome back to Riggles Picks. I'm Rob Riggle, and with me today is Bennett Weber. Hello. And, of course, Chandler, b- back in the game. Chandler um, doesn't have a mic. She doesn't, but you can hear every now and then. I'll, do, I'll throw it over there. Hey, guys. There you go. There see? Um, hey, so Sarah Tiana is not with us today. What? I know. Shocker. She is out on tour making that money. Make that money. They uh, pay her? Yes. They oh. actually do. Oh, wow. How about that? Because um, I work with... Never mind. She's on Sorry. tour with uh, Dolph Ziggler or Dolph Lundgren. Who is it? It's the wrestler, Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. Is is it really the wrestler, Dolph Ziggler? She's out on tour with With him. a does, wrestler? He does stand-up now. So they tour together, and it's like um, sports and comedy mixed together. It's very funny. As a professional comedian, Rob, yes. how do you feel that, like... <laughs> Actually, I would I, I envisioned something like a Thunderlips, the ultimate male from Rocky Three. Where Sarah is like the female manager. Of oh this yeah, 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 yeah. Who talks a lot of smack? <laughs> you know. I then, also think this opens the door to you being a wrestler, since you could do like a vice versa thing hey, and like switch places. Hey, hey, hey! All right, let's go through the r- potential wrestling personas because I know you've thought about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Well, one of them would be. Uh, uh, I actually did a wrestling show in New York. Uh, where I played the Reaper. Okay, sure. And the reason I did that was because while everybody else was jumping around off the ropes and sweating profusely, I was like, I, I don't want to do that. So I had the power of telekinesis. Sure, sure. So I could just like So Darth it's Vader. like real life. Yeah, so d- like Darth Vader, I could choke people from across the ring. <laughs> and then you wouldn't have to get sweaty. <laughs> and I never had to move yeah. around much. <laughs> I just had to walk around going, and, and and I like that character. So yeah. maybe... No, oh, that's why I'm developing a character called Obese, and he just—it's—it's it's very similar to the mother and what's eating Gilbert Grape. And like my entrance move is they have to cut a wall out, and then I come out on a rascal, and I don't have to do anything. But oh. I'm just so intimidating. Everything you're saying is making sense to me. Yeah. If there was a character I could do, a wrestling character, where it was like lifeguard, so I could be sitting there, sure, just sitting there. Real comfortable. But it, people get really tight if you blew the whistle. Yeah. If yeah. I blow the whistle, it's almost like supersonic uh, in Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah. You know, where they grab their ears and it melts their ears. My whistle is like, uh, that's my secret weapon. Oh, yeah, that's good. So and I it, blow it, the whistle and it's like a dog whistle. They all just, ah, melt. And as Baywatch taught us, if you ever had to actually do anything physical, it would be in slow motion. Uh-huh. But the rest of the wrestling match would be in fast motion, and yeah. you'd just be slowly approaching them the whole time. <laughs> Very slowly. Yeah. <laughs> only, to, only when I finally arrived to get a, just a, a vicious smackdown. Yeah. Well, this is all trademarked, Vince McMahon, by the way, because these are great <laughs> ideas. <laughs> Trademark Rob Riggle, just in case. Yeah. But you know how it is. Well, good, good luck uh, opening for Jake the Snake, Sarah. Who's, who's she opening for? 
Dolph Ziggler, the wrestler Dolph Ziggler. Wouldn't it be great if it was one of the old, like, tugboat? Oh, the old, or like, the Iron Bob Sheik. Brown. <laughs> yeah. The Iron Sheik. The Iron Sheik could do comedy. He's, oh, yeah. He's about as... He is, yeah. He's got ideas. Wow, look how sexy oh, Dolph is. Oh, man. That's almost like me. Why did he Photoshop his head on your body? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I should, that maybe potential lawsuit, note to self, call lawyer. Anyway. Yeah. Um, if Rob sounds particularly comfortable uh, doing the podcast today, we are in the Riggle Estate. He is. He greeted me at the door, sans pants, and he said, "You're in my world now." And I, then he said, "Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were the UPS guy." <laughs> we prefer we prefer compound, not estate. Oh, okay, my bad. The, it's your other regular compound. Sure. And is that uh, because it has more facets and it's a, just larger? Yeah, it's like, larger. There's uh, escape tunnels. <laughs> sure. All around the, the, yeah. the compound. Yeah. Or you know, if you need to sneak anyone in, I don't want to say who it would be or like yeah. how much you'd pay them off. Sneaking yeah. in, sneaking out, it's all the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes, I am pantsless and I am walking around uh, the house and I'm extremely comfortable. Very comfortable. I mean, no, yeah. It's weird that I'm following you around the house. We're not even at a table. You just won't yeah. sit still. I just want to show you the things. Like here, <laughs> my musket collection. Oh wow. <laughs> Why is it like they all have blood on them? They yeah. all have blood on them. Well, some of them were actually from the War of eighteen twelve, American Revolution, Civil War. This was just a bear hunt that went wrong. That one just says Wednesday. Yep. For is that for your Wednesday hunting when you go out? Yeah. yeah. It still still is actually. Mm. Yeah, that is um that is from today's hunt. <laughs> okay, none of this is legal and I don't have a No, license, no, no. But, uh, yeah, yeah. But just, they look great on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Your your wife has a keen eye for putting up your murder Thank weapons. You. Thank yeah. you. I'll I'll pass that along. Okay, good. <clears throat> and then on, over here, machetes. <laughs> Because usually you just wore those in a vest, but uh-huh. now that you have this big wall, you can just hang them up. Yes. Yeah. Like our friend, Danny Trejo. <laughs> like our dear friend, Danny Trejo. Dear friend, Danny Trejo. Just knives all over, yeah. ready to throw at any minute. Danny Trejo, most fascinating celebrity? Like, do you th- are there other people in prison going, here's my plan? Yeah, <laughs> I'm no. I'm going to become a movie star and then a a donut and taco magnate yeah. and my face will be in the southwest terminal of the of lax one his day. face is everywhere now yeah and that's a little scary to think about and i'm not picking yeah. on him but you know he's uh, he's an interesting looking man he's an interesting looking man uh yeah and when i think i want a delicious fluffy sprinkled donut he like for years that was not the face that would come to mind but for many people it is some things just flow ben yeah. and 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 trejo's trey trejo's tacos yep flows yeah that listen i don't want to say why that makes sense i feel like that's an iffy area but that yeah. does make sense it makes a lot of sense the coffee and donuts yeah Not i'm so a little much. surprised yeah yeah um so chan um <clears throat> we are here assembled. i'll interview chan we're we're assembled here to talk about a couple things there's a lot going on we haven't discussed yet one of them being bennett weber's bachelor party oh wow it was a fun happy fun times both of you attended. Thank you so much for coming. Bennett, what made it special for me was how you greeted all... There were 16 of us. Sure. How you greeted each individual um, at the door. Sure. And then made them go downstairs, because uh, uh, where we were, from the lobby, there was a downstairs. Yes. Made we were go right. downstairs and get the drink of choice. Anything you wanted, but it was a big frozen drink. There's a Fat Tuesdays right down an escalator... In the MGM, I wouldn't let people go get their rooms yep. and get comfortable in any way. They yep. had to bring their baggage down uh-huh. and get a large thermal mug of whatever 
horrible concoction they they wanted. Right. And we're talking hurricane. All the fat Tuesday drinks here. Hurricanes, 190 Margaritas. One, uh, uh, yeah. Swamp water, whatever yeah. that was. I'm pretty sure you got Gren- that. There was yeah. a grenade. That was on brand. There was, yeah, there was just of... a live grenade and said, yeah. do you want to feel this to feel alive while you drink this? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I have a musket collection. That's yeah. what you said, and I don't need to do this. But, yeah, that was, that, was the gr- that was the greeting. And I thought it was a great idea, and the first two were really fun. And then mm-hmm. I realized I had a lot of people coming at different times. So I was able to space it out where for my 15 guests, I had about seven of those. <laughs> Bef- before dinner, I was, so. <laughs> I was thoroughly impressed with yeah. your Vegas prowess, which yeah. I knew you had Vegas prowess and Vegas status. Yeah, but I didn't realize it until I walked the turf with you. Yeah, I, I, I love, I love that town. Uh-huh. Um, it's, uh, it's. I'm Superman, and it is my yellow sun. Mm-hmm. I think I do very well in Vegas. Yes. Um, yeah, we had a great time. I had, yeah, like I said, seven hurricanes before dinner. Um, which is definitely the way to go, and then yes. immediately to blackjack tables. Yes. You were a real champ, if I must say. Well. Because you, you came in and you were like, I'm not missing this. I'm going to make people feel sorry for me the whole time, but I will not miss this party. So he's just pretty much walking around like with an FDR blanket over his lap. Like, I'm ill, but bring the women closer. And I'm like, we will, Wob, we will. Hold on. And uh, it it was just it was it was such a fun group of people because it's people I work with now it's people I went to college with it's people I became friends with in L.A. We had fellas we had some ladies and everybody wanted to do everything until it actually started. Uh, we went to <laughs> we went to a gentleman's club. Everybody's woo, and then some people got there and were still woo, and some other people were like, "Oh, that's right. This is what it is." <laughs> I'm not gonna name names, but one of my friends, who's who's a female, who came along, had been to Canadian strip clubs, and those are burlesque shows and yeah. cabaret and cabaret shows. And in Vegas, there are more women than men, <laughs> and they just they just it's pretty much a job interview for 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 dirty. People behavior and and not only did she like was that a culture shock they have just had a a a female child so just like they would have lap dances this couple but go up to the strippers go so how did this happen like what 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 part on your life's journey can i avoid i remember they kept saying call your mom call your mom no they literally (laughs) got uh, she got me a a dance from a young lady and uh then uh, after the young lady left, she tapped me on the shoulder and looked me dead in the eyes and goes, she's from the Philippines and she hasn't talked to her mother in two years. <laughs> I'm like, well, I gave her 40. So <laughs> <laughs> I think if the payphones existed, that covers at least one call. So couple let's, minutes. Go, let's go back a second. Now, I was uh, sick the whole week. You were sick. I was sick. But you, power, you powered through. And what I'm hearing from you is the oversized wheelchair with the old, with the big wheels, like in the 40s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks like a lawn chair. Sure, yeah. And the a, road a, to Wellville chair. Yes. Yeah. You're saying that was too much. No, no. I'm, I'm, no, I'm congratulating you on toughing okay. it out. And like, I'm sure that was exact. That was prescribed by a doctor. It I mean, because you do go to a wacky doctor it and uh, he's got some big ideas that yes. call for strong visuals. Well, he's a showman. He's a show. As are you, my friend. <laughs> as are you. <laughs> uh, you got the chair from your musket guy. <laughs> what? I like a certain era. I like steampunk without the punk. And. <laughs> And, well, uh, it was a fun weekend, and you are a foodie and a whiny. I'm a foodie and a whiny, and sure. so you took us to some restaurants that I didn't know existed in Vegas, and 
was pleasant because it was it looked like shishi food to me, and I was like, they this were is carefully suck. they were carefully screened, and it didn't. Not one of them sucked. They were all home runs. That's right. I said there will be. You can you can call them whatever you want on the menu, but they will be, they be meat and potato based. Then they're then Rob Riggle will enjoy them. Yes, Ex- and you nailed in this it. one place. Uh, a future Nobel Peace Prize winning chef, Jose Andres restaurant, uh, the Haleo, they came up with a way to put, they called it a, a chicken fritter or whatever in with fancy Spanish words, but it was basically a Stouffer's pot pie inside a chicken nugget. Yes. And you... It was glorious. Yeah, you treated those someone pretty... someone said, here, try it. It's a chicken fafufu. <laughs> and I went, oh, God. Well, how have they mangled this? And I took one bite, and it was like butter. Yeah, exactly. And Only then you better. put on a beret, and you just immediately became a hipster. It's like, I this did. is what you guys have been doing? Then, I then took, I'm totally in. As everyone was passing it around, I snatched it back and polished off all of those because I was like, I'm not going to like anything else but these two. Yeah, exactly. And they were in... And- they were. I'm not even kidding. They were served inside crystal shoes. Yeah. So he just lined up this like, uh, what is Zappos level of shoes filled mm-hmm. with chicken, and Rob's just my, playing them like a xylophone. He's just was, eating them. He loved them. Uh, that was my burlesque show. I think. Yeah. That was like. <laughs> that was the decadence of the trip for you. Was. It was just an over. Uh, enjoyment of chicken fritters. That's, but yeah. that's right. That's but, right. Yeah, it was a wild time. We did some gambling. Uh, you played some. Uh, it was it was fun to see you because like people approach you in casinos and you and you're pretty accommodating, but you also want to hang out yeah. and like so you're trying to keep a low profile till about four a.m. on the last night, and they're just like this table smells like shit just to get people to part. So you could stand at the craps table. All right, everybody having a good time? <laughs> They're that just like, I don't care who I am anymore. <laughs> it was so bizarre. That was such a fun table because the table had energy, and it was, and we had a, a, a rookie, a, a newbie. Anytime there's yeah. a new blood throwing the bones, who's sure. ever thrown the bone, they always do well. I don't yeah, know what yeah. it is. It's that first-timer thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I started with 300 bucks at that yeah. table. It was Baker Mayfield, by the way. It was and a rookie. played oh. for... Two or three hours yeah. at the craps table, which is a long haul. Yeah. And walked away. That was away, like three IV bags for you, too. Walked you were away still... with $300. Nice. Not one penny lost, not one penny earned. Sweet. Walked away with the exact amount. Yeah. And I mean, I was up and I was down, and yeah. I was up and I was down, <laughs> and I walked away. So that was three hours of solid entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of the best but, case scenario yeah. at, at craps. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it was uh, it was a fun table. It was a good night, and it was a great weekend too. And congratulations! Oh, thank you. Yeah. We oh, Rick. Oh, Rick man. was our waiter the first yes, night. Yes, the first night when we were like we we knew we were going to have a good time. That was old school steakhouse in a yeah. bright red room with like <laughs> pictures of ladies relaxing on couches around us. And yeah. our waiter was Rick, who I enjoyed. And but everyone was so drunk that no matter what Rick did, he was our best friend anyway because yeah. he was going to bring us food. So yeah. it was very norm from Cheers every time he would enter the little room they were keeping us in because yeah. we were so loud. Just We'd like Rick. Rick. Yeah. And it didn't matter what he said in response yeah. to anything we said, we celebrated it. Yeah. So My he, brother has a theory on Rick, though, because Rick may have picked up on that fact that we were drunk <laughs> because <laughs> it's, you know, it's a steakhouse. So it's like, you know, family style or table sides or whatever where you share. It's just like, you know, if I were you, I'd get two or three sides. And there are 15 <laughs> of us. And he said that to every one of us. 
and like and like drunk me, I was like, I don't know. I like to put my steak in mashed potatoes. Did anyone get mashed potatoes? He's like, I'm not sure, but I can put down mashed potatoes. And then the next day, I remember him saying that. Wait, if he's not sure, who's writing down the mashed potato order? He tripled I up. think Rick is. And then like you literally had three lobster mac and cheeses in front of you. <laughs> it was like, did you order all three or did they just like come towards you once they arrived at the table? But I like, think he upsold us on sides, booze, yeah. food, everything. Because he, he knew he had a bunch of fish on the hook. Yeah, we had 45 different sides and i don't yeah, <laughs> and no. like they're a lot now, of repeat who was customers. the drunkest that night i'm just thinking it's it was a tie and i'll tell you who i thought uh, was a tie okay between. go you and sarah me and sarah yeah. maybe that's well, my what do you think champ i think it was you and sarah because sarah threw up at one point at go. the table no god no she's a lady because i was so drunk i wouldn't have noticed yeah, I, i'm pretty sure in rick's hat although i went the second night sarah and i went and played slots alone once you guys went to the <laughs> that sounds there. really fun and <laughs> she drank so much like i don't drink that much anymore but i can keep up to where i couldn't keep up with her like yeah. i fell down at one but point. it was it because they were free and she's like i want what i got coming to me and she's from georgia yeah yeah and she's from georgia and full disclosure, on the first night, because of the drunkenness, I went to bed at a relatively early Vegas hour. And by go to bed, I meant people were talking to me and I fell asleep in front of them. <laughs> it, it was between 1230 or 1. But somehow I woke up in bed with money I hadn't lost next to me. <laughs> and the funniest thing, though, is wake up around 11 or noon, Vegas, you know, blackout curtains, it's the best. And I check my phone because there's a group text for this party, and it's just a series of remaining drunk people asking other <laughs> drunk people where they are. And then just like, but like for pages and pages, where you at? I'm in the lobby. I'm by the bar. And then they switch places. I've, where, I came to the bar. Where are you? I went to the lobby. And like that's like five hours. And then... At the last one was my buddy, John Berardi, and it just said, fuck it, I'm going to Hooters. <laughs> and then I asked my friend, I was like, did he really go to Hooters? And they're like, yeah, he ran across the street. And I'm like, there's a wall across the street. There's no bridge. I'm like, I think he jumped over it. And I'm just like, I can't imagine. I just picture, like, drunk me looking out the window and just seeing this frogger that is my friend getting hit by a car on the way to Five Cent blackjack across the street i like the first night you texted the group at one point and you said does anyone have my keys i gave them all out and i'm locked out of my room oh yeah because <laughs> because you needed a key to get to the floor and like wriggle had to be you know he had to be up with his nurse on like a higher floor so we had to give him a key we had to give other people keys and yes. then but so i was just like ah, i'm drunk and no chance i ever come back to this room you can have these keys and like, who was the who was the super rich guy uh, uh that grew his nails long and went crazy pete and jars uh, howard hughes. howard hughes yeah that's how i do vegas yeah that's how you do vegas. i do on i a, was about to say you in a penthouse <laughs> in a penthouse with nurses yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I I don't bathe. I pee in jars. I grow my fingernails. Yeah, just designing <laughs> wooden aircraft. Yeah, <laughs> and incessantly watching the same five seconds of video over and over yeah, on, yeah, on, yeah. A, on a loop. <laughs> but it is Ski Masters still yeah, streaming it's on the Sun best. It's Ski Masters. Thank you for that. Um, anything going on in the sports world that we needed to talk wait a about? second? Wait a second. We still besides Dolph. No, besides no. Dolph. Well, we've we've di uh, we've dived into that. Well, the Lakers blowing it, but. 
we need to. I think the people want our Oscars reactions. Oh, Chandler, that's we, a good. Before we get we into sports, them. let's talk about the Oscars. Did you uh, watch them, Robert? I voted because I, I am a yes. voting member of the Academy. Yes. So I did vote. Did I did watch the, all the movies I voted for? I watched. Okay. Did you watch the Oscars? Did you I see did. if your votes came to fruition? I could not because I was hosting a charity event for the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation sure. that Sunday night up in. Uh, oh, so shows do still have hosts? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So I was, I was uh, preoccupied with my own event. That, there you go. Well, now, my thought on the Oscars. Uh, do you have thoughts? You, are you talking you about were, just the telecast? The telecast okay. and the winners. Tell me about the telecast first. We'll talk winners second. Well, as someone, I think I think they got away with not having a host, except the two things you need a host to do is let you know when it started and let you know when it ended, because that was awkward. <laughs> Because they had they had a queen performance, and then a guy just yelled. And by the way, what was interesting about the queen performance was the choice of songs, because they chose We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions, which are these great arena stadium songs, like most queen songs. Uh-huh. But I don't know if you've ever been in that theater. It's very it's, like yeah. sterile and formal and Not almost conducive. like a Plus, tube. everybody's in black tie, and they're all prim and proper. And yeah, no it's, it, no felt, gonna be it felt like Killer Queen or Bohemian Rhapsody would have been better. Not that I didn't enjoy Glenn Close like going nodding confusedly during We Are the Champions. You like, know what that's been, fine. But for that crowd, I want it all, and I want it now. Yeah, that's good. Would have been very must, appropriate. Show must go on and dedicated <laughs> to having no host. They could have yep. performed that. that Radio Gaga, nice. even. Leia, that would have been fine. Yeah. She's sitting right She's there. She's sitting right there. Plus, it's just for them, were, it's just chatter Yeah, for them. And then after the opening video, they had three hosts come out that – to do a bit about not being a host, which was weird, and then they presented the award. And then Julia Roberts presents Best Picture at the end, and then they make her at the end say, and that has been the Oscars. Thank you. It just felt it just felt really awkward. It was an awkward like, closing of the door. Yeah. It, I mean, I get that you don't – I mean, I actually enjoyed a, not having a bit where we ordered pizza for everyone and that kind of stuff. But, like, I do think you need – a traffic cop, mm-hmm. just as someone who works on award shows, because it just kind of all felt floating Fine, up in the air for a I'll while. do it. <laughs> I'll do it. Enough. You know I like it when you host things. I do. Yeah. I do. Um, but, uh, yeah, the show But the show was fine. Um, I didn't love the Lady Gaga performance as much as everybody else, but everyone thought it was cool. Um, I like the Buster Scruggs one. Uh, the Green Book win was a surprise. And they didn't do what I wanted, which was, and this isn't an insult. It deserve, it's a contender, clearly. It was nominated. Yeah, it was nominated, and it's a good movie. It's a good movie. I read, um, I read a review of that movie that I thought summed it up nicely, which was, uh, I think it was on Screen Crush or something. And the review was, um, my aunt would have loved this movie, and she was a nice lady. Because that's just what it is. It's just a pleasant movie. It's not. It, but it, that's it, where we live in, though, man. It's, I know. It's everything's got to be safe and generic. I I didn't know. And yeah. now I've learned. It yeah. just seemed like they wanted to be bold with their nominations, like picking like some like challenging movies. But they're never. They wouldn't let it win. And like this is no insult to Peter Farrelly, but like while he's talking about you know 
race in America while Spike Lee's there. I'm just like, go on. What were you saying, Peter? <laughs> well, before I honestly, before I was even associated with the Academy, I didn't understand how it really worked. I yeah. really didn't. And so I always thought there was some conspiracy. I really yeah. I thought there was like, oh, there's a small group who determines. And no, that's the Golden pre- Globe. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I but, the, you know, there the, there are hundreds, hundreds of members of the Academy and they are peers. They yeah. are people who have, you know, you have to be qualified to get in. Yeah. And so they, they are peers and there's hundreds of them, directors, writers, producers, actors, you know, all of that. And, uh, so they are the ones who vote. Yeah. And so, you know, that, the, the, those awards do tend to come from your peers. Yeah. Now that, therefore I think what happens is because the peers are voting, uh, maybe they don't have their finger on the pulse yeah. as well as the rest of the what the rest of the country saw. And so that upsets a lot of people in the country when they're like, what the hell is wrong with you yeah. people? And I think there, that's where the disconnect is. But it, it's not that there's any conspiracy. Yeah. There's definitely not a conspiracy. Well, there's also the there's thing, too many people. There's there's also things you, if you can track if you watch it a lot, like, like uh, a lot of times movies about how great movies are win. <laughs> Yes. Because people who make movies vote on it. Like, that's how the artist wins. Uh-huh. Like, remember that? You don't, do you? Yeah. It was that 80-minute silent oh. movie that actually won a yeah, couple years the, ago. With the yappy dog or whatever. With the, yeah, with the Frasier dog. Yeah. He was in it, but yeah. he had less lines <laughs> than he did in Frasier. Um, but, you know, uh, what did, what were your moments of the Oscars, Chandler? Because Rob didn't watch it. Because he was hosting a show. He's very important. I like my girl Olivia Coleman and her speech. I was so happy about that. And Rami Malik, those were the two wins that I was like stoked, very happy for. thought they were very deserving. I liked watching Chris Evans escort every woman up on stage because they would always like I wondered if they strategically because the women were afraid of their dress tripping on the dress. And and he was the closest. So he just automatically said, you know what? Well, he's Captain America. You got to be chivalrous. I get it. Believe me. I mean, that's why you didn't get that part. I think that's probably a pretty smooth move on his part. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a good look. I was like, did they purposely sit Captain America there? Because you know he's going to do that. Yeah, exactly. um, and I liked when they panned to Bradley Cooper's wife during the performance of Shallow. Because I thought that was more awkward because sh- everyone was like talking about their chemistry. And then you look over and she's just kind of like, this is weird. And everyone's looking at me. So I enjoyed that. I did like- <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of stuff you enjoy. Yeah, I like all the like cuts um i didn't like that green book one i had a feeling it would but i when it won i tweeted something like uh kim kardashian's sex tape had more cinematic value than oh green my book. god that's a little harsh how did you feel <laughs> I, I got a lot of hate real quick but i was like i was very good on twitter and i didn't tweet anything until after the oscars and then i just tweeted all my thoughts well, you're you careful on Twitter you so you can punches. host the Oscars one day. You didn't pull any punches. That's no, that, that is a bold statement. That's some straight talk. Like, even Kim Kardashian was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask this then. Um, of the winners, are there any corrections you would make? If Going back now, you could say, I get to make a correction. What would? What oh, would we all get one? Yeah. Oh, boy. 
I let me say one that I don't have to make because my the most deserving person I thought did win, which Olivia Coleman was a surprise. And when she won, it was great because she didn't think she was going to win. So it was just a flustered British woman going shit. And like, and so I thought that was delightful. You uh, search out that speech. It was fun if you didn't watch it. Um, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know what I would have replaced Green Book with. Like, I understand why a foreign language film doesn't win Best Picture, considering on for Roma. Yeah, who votes on it? I mean, it might have been cool if Black Panther won that, just because it would, you know, that what pop- about, what, what just about, to make popular movies, you know, that they deserve to win stuff. What too, about sometimes. A Star Is Born and Favorite? What about I didn't these? like Star Is Born. I've said that on your podcast. You should. We'll go to the backlogs. No, for no, that, but, we'll find it. But, but uh, uh, the favorite the I loved, but I knew that was too hip for the room to win like Best Picture. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, nothing was like infuriating as far as uh, as what won. No, um, I know you didn't like. Um, oh, I would have given the favorite original screenplay. The green, the Green Book screenplay was not a surprising screenplay, and I think the favorite was just complete. Not crazy, but like made choices you've never seen in that kind of movie. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be the one I would change. I'd That's probably give the favorite original screenplay. Or also nominated for original screenplay was Paul Schrader. And it blew my mind that he'd never been the guy who wrote Taxi Driver he, and Raging Bull. He'd never been nominated for an Oscar before. That's insane. So, and, and that was a great movie. So if he won, that would have been cool. So I think there were. I think Green Book was the least of the available options in that category. Let's talk so. snubs real quick. Uh, a lot of people you, think that uh, for I night was school. snubbed uh, for Midnight Sun and for 12 Strong. And night <laughs> school. No, oh, you were going to be nominated for all three. A, a lot of people were thought uh, Bradley Cooper not being recognized for his directorial um, work in uh, *Stars Born* was a snub, and I kind of agree. I thought directorial it was it was a great job directing that movie. Yeah, I mean, it's also like it always seems weird to me when. Um, though I guess it, it's more obvious with *Green Book*, like. Then, then why is it a best picture if it's not nominated for director or script? Like mm-hmm. that's a weird statement. I've always thought that. And like so, and, and Green Book ended ended up winning. Not that it's poorly directed, but like they clearly like Peter Farrelly, like they thought did an okay job as opposed to some of the other people that got nominated for best picture and best director. And like so, it's just weird for me when when those don't sync up. Though they won't anymore because there's eight or ten. But uh, you know that is odd. And well, I thought Bradley Cooper. I mean, I have my problems with that movie, but not directorially. Yeah. Um, well, now let me ask this too. Um, in memoriam, uh, they left out Arlie Army. Did they? I thought that was a, a. I thought that was insulting, to be honest with you, because he was in Stanley Kubrick's uh, Full, Full Metal, Metal Jacket, Jacket, and to me was. Probably one of the most iconic uh, drill sergeants you're ever going to see on film. I don't ever. I I don't. You know, I'm too lazy to look it up. But he should have been nominated for that. He might have been nominated. Um, To be honest with you, for supporting. But uh, but he's but and also that was not a that's not a flash in the pan either. He's been good in other things. He was in Seven. He's been in. He's been a really fun like bit part in comedies. Yeah. He's definitely. Not worth mentioning, but de- deserving of being mentioned. That's why he that, had a career. That's yeah. That's why he that in, in memoriam thing is such a slippery slope. I mean, I remember I was watching it and like 
because it's also the game like who's going to be last and that's just gross like who are we defining as the saddest death and it's just like it's a weird game to, i get why you do it i think it's respectful but it's so hard to put together when there are like time constraints well, and rules I just, and logic. i hear you on that but i think you know the academy's made up of however many members and you only lose hopefully uh, you know x amount every year and if you have an established career where you've oh i'm agreeing with you x amount of stuff and I know you you yeah. believe in it, yeah. but uh, it's one of those things where, like, how did he not get recognized? Yeah. Well, well didn't Brody? Oh, he passed. But he does. I, what's his film work though? I mean, was besides it the day the of though, it's really tricky when it's. Aretha Franklin was left out. Yeah. I guess are they just focused really on film work then? Because if it's film work, but then again, early army rates. Yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah, it's I don't know. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's the weird clapping game. Like I go back and forth on whether they should have the sound up for that because it's weird when like, yeah, for some people and other people just like, Bleh. I'm like that. That guy had a storied career too. That guy lived a life and like, which all should be pretty even. I mean, I love Albert Finney too, but he's not yes. like a better person and like a, a less sad death than yeah. these other ones. It's one of those things where you say, you know, please hold your applause or please hold. Yeah. Know, the it's end. just a weird game show. Yeah. It it's should like, be, you know, a moment of silence for this. Yeah. Or something, yeah. You know, set, set the table a little better. Yeah, exactly. But that's why you need a host. Am I right? That's why you need a host. I'll do it. Enough, you know, yeah, if you enough don't host with it, the pushing. Yeah. If, yeah. If, even if you don't host, at least die. So, you know, I could have someone to really root for in that in memoriam thing. By the way, if I do, real horse in the I race. really want you guys to hoop and holler. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, really no, we're going to make this the, the noise you make at the top of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, right, that's beautiful. Right as, yeah, I think they'll we'll forgive me the though. I think they'll forget, they forgot salute. Arlie Army. They're gonna. They're not gonna remember old Mister Fabulous. What? Yeah. Thanks. Well, you guys, the way you say that, it sounds like you're planning something. No, I wasn't even listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we talk about sports or what should we do? Eh, not really. No. What do you think? I Jan? think we, we covered some time? good ground. What else? What's out there? Yeah, let's do some questions. Oh, no. She just gestured towards me in a scary way. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't have exact measurements, but, you know, she's happy. <laughs> uh, Mr. Anna Aya on Instagram said, who would win in a fight, Bennett or 10 10-year-olds? So Bennett taking on 10 10-year-olds. Mm. I, oh, that's a really good question. Oh, God, I thought it would be a no-brainer, but let me, I'm visualizing it now. Yeah. Ten. Ten-year-olds. Now Bennett still wins. Uh, I appreciate your support. Sounds like a Gulliver's Travel situation to me, where they would pin me down, and uh, maybe, yeah. No, because the first kid you bloodied yeah. would, would send shockwaves to the rest of them, and then they'd all... They'd be like it would be like a pack of wolves. They'd be nipping at you. Yeah, They'd yeah, be afraid yeah. to engage. Or cubs. Uh huh. <laughs> you just have to put a smack down on one or two of them. Yeah. Well, I think run. it's prison rules too. You, you, I'd look for the alpha. Uh huh. Like they usually stand out in a group of ten year olds, and yes. then like put so it, once once he's dead yeah. or she, yeah. I want to be open about this. That's good. That's good. Then point. I think the other ones will scatter. Yeah, I think you're right. I, yeah. I I put my money on Bennett, sir. Good question. Or madam. Good question. 
Yeah, what was the, who asked that question? Turkey, turkey? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, Tony. Tony asked that. Tony. Tony I knew, it was to- I knew it was turkey, Tony. <laughs> You're right. Um, Courtney Geary asked, do you guys have any advice or um, for comics starting out? Cause yeah. It's a writer. So if you guys could give like new comics any advice, what would it be? Well, on a sincere level, I would say stage time is paramount when you're starting out. You got to get on stage and you've got to work the material. You got to say it out loud. You got to test it in front of an audience. You got to get the feedback from them to let you know if you're on the right track or not. But stage time is everything. So if you someone's like, I can give you three minutes here, take it. Yeah, take every yeah. Minute. Don't wait for the club you've heard of. Yeah, like you got to look for stage time anywhere because you want to get to that club. After you've done it a hundred times and you know that what you have is killer to almost killer and ready to, you know, really be heard out by the people that matter. Absolutely. That and also uh, that was sincere. Now, the unsincere advice is don't ever start. (laughs) I think what he meant to say was stay out of my kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a life of pain and misery. uh, And it's it's pushing a rock up a hill for the rest of your life. Yeah. You what you dig. Yeah. Then come on, welcome in. You the went to the well. Marines to relax. Exactly. You tried. You tried doing stand up for a while. I'm just like, oh, this is so stressful. Oh my God, send me to Afghanistan already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you want to do one more? Sure. Maddie Iceberg said, "How did you get into podcasting? Love the show and want you guys to keep on rocking." Oh, thanks, Maddie Iceberg. Um, he called me and asked me to come over. That's right. Uh, That's how I got into this. I had done a bunch of other people's podcasts, basically, and, uh, you know, always enjoyed the experience. And then um, had worked with Sarah on a couple things, and we kind of hit it off. So I just said, I think we make a good mix and a good team. And so that's how we started this podcast. Now, Bennett, you do other podcasts as well. Yes, I've been on other podcasts. I haven't made the leap to having my own, but that may be coming up in the future. Yes, but, yes, it should be. Yes. Uh, I will be. I for one will be listening. I, I, yeah, I will not be on it. I will, but listen, I will be listening. You know that. I know. Yeah. You know I won't come on. Your no, show. no, no. You're very busy. Very specific. Well, now that you're allowed to do <laughs> podcasts in your house, you may never leave. Talk about <laughs> fucking Howard Hughes. Oh. <laughs> This, and you guys will have to sit on the other side of the door next time, <laughs> and I'll be inside the room. Just, I'm, like, stroking a cat. I didn't even know he yeah, had one. A hairless cat. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm afraid of disease. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The only, thing, the only thing that you'll see is the cord for the microphone coming out from underneath the door. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. What are in those jars? Urine, mostly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I did a bunch of other people's, and I, I thought it would be fun to give it a shot myself, and so that's uh, that's how I got started. And uh, and then Chan, uh, who has been working with us for a while, um, I said, Chan, you got to produce this thing. Um, and she was like, I've never done anything like that in my life. I said, well, that's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah. figure it out. And she said, okay. And she did. Yeah. And now uh, she runs Barter Town. And, and now I'm just waiting for, like... I get paid to give advice to other podcasts now. Uh, see? Oh, nice. You're welcome. See, it, what she needed was a kick in the butt to learn this stuff, and now she's a master. Now here's the scenario I'm waiting for. Uh-huh. You get you get hot and sexy enough, and you're almost there, I'm sure, yeah. to get a private jet yeah. 
And you turn to Chandler and goes, I need you to fly this plane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, haven't you ever heard of Amelia Earhart? Do not trust female pilots <laughs> ever. Oh, my yes. God. Allegiant just got shut down. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> what are they? Well, I don't know what they're up to. <laughs> Oh, yeah, let's plug oh, yeah, Sarah's shows for her. And, uh, Give her a shout-out. Okay. Yeah, double mic. So, guys, if you are in Minnesota, Edmonton, um, Phoenix House of Comedy, Cleveland, or many others. Uh, Run! Baltimore. Yeah. Sarah's on tour in March with Dolph, and it's very funny. I saw their show here in L.A. when they were working on it. Um, get tickets. Go see her. She's great live. Yeah, she is. She's outstanding, and you will be glad you went to see her, and she will be glad to see you. So she, go out there and see the show. She really likes to do comedy with just, like, strapping handsome men. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, friends, thanks for listening uh, to uh, this episode of Riggles Picks, and I want to thank my good friend Ben Weber for coming all the way out here and, and uh, supporting the show. Thank and, you and being so a, much. a great guest like he always is. So thank you, Bennett. Thank you so much for having me, Robert. Thank you, Chan. And Gary, uh, someday we're going to get enough money to bail him out. Yep. And when we do, we'll be stoked. And, uh, and then Sarah will come back from rehab. I'm sorry, her tour. Yep. And, uh, and then we'll, we'll have the whole team yep. reassembled. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening. It's been Riggle's Picks. I'm Rob Riggle. Deaths in Afghanistan. I'm Ed Donahue with an AP News Minute. U.S. forces say three American service members and a U.S. contractor were killed in a roadside bombing near Bagram Air Base in Afghanistan. Court documents show actress Felicity Huffman has agreed to plead guilty in the college admissions cheating scandal. She's accused of paying $15,000 to have a proctor boost her older daughter's SAT score. More changes at the Department of Homeland Security. A day after Secretary Kirsten Nielsen announced her resignation, the White House says Secret Service Chief Tex Alice will be leaving shortly. Three officials say the departures are unrelated, with Alice's move stemming from a personality conflict within the agency. That's AP Sagar Magani. A bond hearing has been adjourned until next week for a woman from China arrested at President Trump's Mar-a-Lago Club in Florida. A federal prosecutor says she had a device to detect human, hidden cameras in her hotel room when Secret Service agents searched it. She also had nine USB drives and five cards. I'm Ed Donahue.